0: The first annual Compassion Parenting retreat is happening soon in picturesque southern Utah. Come learn more about developing a grounded, loving presence as a parent. If you register now for the retreat, you'll get a one-year membership in Compassion Parenting, an inspiring online community. If you're already a member of Compassion Parenting, you have a ticket. Go to CompassionParenting.com for more information. The Compassion Parenting Podcast, hosted by Dr. Mary Wilde, Episode 1, The Ongoing Season, Sustainable Compassion. Welcome to the Compassion Parenting Podcast, helping moms to love wisely and well. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Wilde, integrative pediatrician and mom of eight sons who continually challenge and teach me. Over the years, I've learned that rather than outward technique, it's the internal landscape of the heart that affects parenting more than anything else. Mothering is about being, not just doing. You have everything you need within you to become the parent you want to be. So let's bring it out. This episode is the first in a series on seasons. Though seasons of life and parenting change, the one constant element, the aspect that we seek to keep fresh and renewed always, is love. Why? Because the wisdom literature states that charity, or love, never faileth. I don't know about you, but I'd like a guaranteed strategy. Like all profound yet simple truths, however, it's the implementation that's the challenge. Love is the foundation of effective parenting. It's always in season, even through dark winters or long summers. You might be thinking, well, of course I love my kids. Yes, you have an underlying bond and an underlying intention, but how tuned into it are you from day to day and moment to moment? How tuned into it am I? Today we'll be speaking specifically about one facet of love, sustainable compassion within the context of parenting. This ties intimately to the work I do which is to help parents foster a grounded loving presence. You can learn more at CompassionParenting.com. The link is in the show notes. Parenting itself is like a marathon or even an ultra marathon. Unlike regular marathons, Life's marathons sometimes don't give us a chance to fully prepare. We often feel the pace is outside our control, something arbitrary or externally set. We may forget or feel unable to refuel, but yet we run and we run and we run. From 2007 to 2016, not only did I have responsibilities as a mom to a large family, But I also cared for my aging mom and worked part-time as a pediatrician. At the end of this period, my mom needed total care. Two strokes had left her bedridden with only the use of one arm. She required tube feeding, bathing, turning, and changing. My sister and I performed this care while caring for families of our own. It was a season of ultra caregiving during which I was often depleted, exhausted, and existing in survival mode but I did survive. Maybe you have found yourself in an ultra caregiving situation, caring for a child who has a chronic illness, caring for an aging parent, parenting within the context of your own mental or physical health issues, or even facing the new challenges of parenting within a pandemic. How can we survive while buffering ourselves against burnout? Burnout has been defined as, a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. Anyone listening relate to that? Just so you know, you've got company. I host a parenting community and membership. Within it, I did an informal poll about current levels of burnout on a scale of 0 to 10. The average among respondents was 10.5. These are solid, dedicated parents yet they are not immune to burnout and neither are you or I. In this episode, I'm going to share four ideas that may help. First, choosing compassion over empathy. Next, honoring boundaries, then connecting to source, and finally, applying the Halifax Grace Model, a specific framework for practicing compassion in the trenches. So what's the issue with empathy? Empathy is good, right? Well, I'm going to make the case that particularly in extreme situations, compassion may be better and more sustainable. The first to introduce me to this distinction was Dr. Joan Halifax in her beautiful book, Standing at the Edge. Though often the terms are used nearly interchangeably, there's an important difference between them. Empathy literally means in feeling or suffering, but compassion is feeling or suffering with. You can only hold or be in so much suffering, but you can stand alongside it like a vigil for longer. That's choosing compassion over empathy. Joan Halifax spent years as a hospice volunteer literally standing vigil with individuals and families in suffering. She developed trainings to help caregivers and frontline workers maintain compassion despite having to endure and witness ongoing emotional stress. Dr. Halifax has also created a framework with the acronym GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, that I'll share later in this episode. This work fully applies to parents as well. Yes, when crisis hits, the helping professionals are there, But who is in the innermost circle? It's you, the parents. It's been you at the bedside of your sick child. It's been you sitting alongside your third grader while they try to learn the times tables with a virtual class of 28 over Zoom. It's been you waiting up for your teenager at midnight. It's you navigating hard conversations, big emotions, and family crises. On a practical day-to-day basis, what does this mean? How is compassion, feeling with, applied? When your child is having a meltdown, whether they're two or 16, you can still be a caring parent without getting roped in. In fact, you can be even more effective when you don't get roped in. We can be there with our kids, offering care while decoupling our emotions from theirs like unhooking a trailer hitch then we can be steady and offer wise, loving support. Does this sound cold or mean? It isn't at all. It's a technique for survival and pacing and sustainability. It allows your heart to keep caring. In the healthcare space, there's a term called compassion fatigue, which maybe would be more accurately named empathy fatigue, that describes a burnout state among caregivers a loss of the ability to nurture. Certainly, this is not a permanent state, but does require repair work when we find ourselves in it. As we've discussed, the first fix is shifting from empathy toward compassion. Now let's talk about boundaries. To me, boundaries are about making decisions based on priorities and then honoring them. Prentice Hemphill has said, Boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. When parents find themselves blowing up or losing it, it's often because of quietly accommodating a series of boundary violations. Let me give you a classic example. Bedtime. You help your kids get ready for bed. You try to tuck them in. They delay. They want a snack. They want another story. They have to do just one more thing. They need to run and get something. Then they want to tell you just one more thing. On the surface, it seems pretty peaceful, but suddenly you shout, Go to bed! Your kids are sad. You're sad. Maybe next time it could end up differently. But how? You could just let them do all those one more things until they're so tired they finally crash. Which usually means you're too tired now, too, to talk to your spouse, to get your work done, or just to have some necessary downtime. Maybe they're happy, but you're not, and you start getting resentful. It's not sustainable. Instead, consider this. Right at the moment you feel the inner tension rising, you could communicate about it authentically maybe after the first or second delay tactic instead of the 15th. You could say, you know what? We've had a good day, and I want it to stay that way. Now it's bedtime, and you need to go to bed. Not one more anything. I love you. Our kids will push against our boundaries. That's how they test whether the edge is real. Our boundaries won't look exactly like any other people's. And they may change day to day because of the specific context. That's all okay. That's what communication is for. Now for tool number three, connecting to source. In our society, there's often a disconnect from the spiritual. We talk of attributes like love, but disconnect the ideas from their origins, like cut flowers. Without connection to source or root, our love can wither or dry up pretty fast. Whether you're religious or not, love is not freestanding. Mother Teresa reportedly said that she'd spend her mornings praying to feel God's love and then spend the day sharing it. Whether you tap into a divine source or into a sense of common humanity, let your love have root in something bigger than yourself. All this sounds good in theory, but what about in practice, in the center of the struggle or crisis? For our fourth tool, let's return to the work of Dr. Joan Halifax. To medical professionals, clergy, social activists, humanitarian workers, Dr. Halifax has taught the grace model, and I think it applies equally well to us as parents, for we are the ultimate frontline caregivers. Let us practice grace g-r-a-c-e to sustain us in our work g stands for gather attention it's about pausing to ground or center ourselves r stands for recall intention this is about aligning ourselves moment to moment with our vision our greatest wishes for our kids and ourselves a is attuned to self and others We must attune to our kids and ourselves to discern the true needs in a given situation. C. Consider what will serve. Our considering may not bring us to the easiest, most convenient, or most popular conclusion, but it will likely guide us to the wisest one. E is engage and end. We carry out the plan from the previous step and then we move on, without baggage, without regret or rumination, to the next thing. Because in parenting, there always is the next thing. Truly, love is the most powerful parenting tool in the universe. It's a simple thought, yet a profound and taxing path that I hope we can explore together through this podcast. Now, some final thoughts. Recently, I was at a yoga class, and the instructor said, When the practice gets hard, love yourself more. The message hit me so deeply, yet so often we do the exact opposite of this. If you remember nothing more from today's episode, remember this. When the practice gets hard, love yourself and others more. What is the practice? In my yoga class, it was a specifically challenging pose, but the ultimate practice is life itself. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Compassion Parenting Podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What resonated with you? What questions came up? Let's continue the conversation on Instagram, at Compassion Parenting, or within my free Facebook group, Parenting Well, Raising Compassionate and Productive Humans. Links are in the show notes. If you've gained insight from the time we've shared today, leave a review and subscribe. There's a quick how-to in the show notes. Have a blessed week. May you love yourself, your family, and the world wisely and well.